Welcome to the Divorce Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am a divorce lawyer and author and have been through divorce myself. I'm here to support you throughout your breakup journey. On this podcast, I will share with you my secrets and legal tips on how you can thrive through your separation in small six-minute increments. Don't do it alone. I have got you. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Divorce Collective Podcast. I am your host, Carolee Fontanelli, and I am the Director of Collective Family Law, which is a law firm specializing in family law on the Gold Coast, in Brisbane, and in Cleveland, but we can serve people from wherever you are tuning in from. And we also offer a free initial appointment. So what more could you want? Let's not waste any time getting stuck into today's podcast because we have got a whole list of frequently asked questions that I'm going to get through. So question number one, what is a divorce? We all think we know what a divorce is, but actually what a divorce is, is it's the real legal recognition at the end of your marriage. And you can obtain a divorce if your marriage has irretrievably broken down and you've been separated for no less than 12 months. And the other thing to note about divorce is that we have a no-fault divorce in Australia. And also, you don't have to be separated for the 12-month period to finalize your property settlement or arrange your parenting orders either. That can all be done prior to divorce itself. That leads me to frequently ask question number two, what is a parenting order? A parenting order is made by the court and typically deals with the following issues, who the children are to live with, who the children are to spend time with. Uh, parental responsibilities, how children spend special occasions and holidays, etc., and any other aspect of care or welfare to do with the children. When a parenting order is made, it is a legal requirement that the parties follow the order. The other thing about a parenting order is it can be made by the court if you're in a litigation process, or it can be consented to by both of you and then the court will seal the order because they agree with what you guys have agreed on. So number three, how does a court determine a property settlement? Oh, well, this is quite a large topic and you can definitely go and listen to more of this on the podcast where we go through step-by-step how this exactly happens. But there are four steps as to how they will determine a property settlement. And it's not a mathematical equation either. And every relationship is also unique. No one has the same set of circumstances. So it is important that we don't compare our own situations with others. So first of all, the court is going to want to know exactly what is in the asset pool. So this is very, very important. And they work out the net asset pool of the parties, whether it's in your name or their name, joint names, business name, or a trust. Then 
They will work out what each of the party's contributions have been from the beginning of the relationship throughout the relationship as well. So these are both financial and non-financial contributions. They will also assess the future circumstances and needs of each of the parties and make adjustments to the percentage as required. And then the court says, is this a just and equitable outcome given all of their circumstances and how the Family Law Act prescribes we divide property? That's how it's done. Of course, it takes a lot more thought than that, and that, but that just gives you a very brief idea on exactly how it is divided. Okay, on to the next frequently asked question. Are there any time limits? Yes, there are some time limits that we do have to be very aware of. So the first one is in a de facto relationship, a financial claim must be filed with filed with the court within two years of the date of which the de facto relationship ended. So whatever your separation date is in the de facto relationship, you then have only two years to make a claim. Of course, there are other aspects to this as well, which is where you should seek legal advice if you are close to or outside of that two-year period. So what that means with the de facto relationship is that you should file an initiating application for a property settlement if you haven't been able to reach one yet prior to the two-year time period. Once you have filed, then the two-year time period is extended out, I suppose you'd like to say. Now, with married couples, the same time limit applies, but it's a, it applies from 12 months after you've obtained your divorce. So if you get divorced on the 28th of April, it would then, you have 12 months until the 28th of April the following year to file proceedings if you haven't yet been able to make a property, an arrangement or reach an agreement on property. Now, when it comes to parenting, there are no timeframes. Parenting can occur or an initiating application can occur in court for parenting at any point in time. Another amazing, great, frequently asked question, do I need to formalise my property settlement? Upon separation, you will need to negotiate a property settlement. And once you have come to an agreement about how you settle your, how you divide your property, As a lawyer, I would say 100% you need to formalise it by way of either a consent order, which is filed, it's an agreement, and then it's filed with the court, or enter into a binding financial agreement pursuant to the Family Law Act. I believe that it's the best way forward to do that because it means that you have absolute certainty moving forward. If you do not do either a consent order or a binding financial agreement, you can end up in a pickle. And we have many clients who come to our law firm in a pickle because they thought they had an agreement, but they didn't formalize it and things can be opened up. So you don't want a can of worms opening up down the track. If you want to protect yourself moving forward and have that certainty, which I think is a fabulous idea, then you want to formalize it by way of either a consent order or a binding financial agreement. Another juicy question, 
is what is a de facto relationship? So this is something that we get asked all the time because it can be a little bit tricky sometimes. There isn't one legal definition for a de facto relationship. We generally will say a de facto relationship starts after you've been living together for two years. You then become a de facto because that is when typically someone would be able to have a claim on a, for a property settlement. However, there are very different uh, legal definitions depending on what has happened. So generally, uh, a de facto relationship is between two people. They don't have to be of the same of opposite sex. They can be of the same sex and not related by family. Generally speaking, they should be living together on a genuine domestic basic basis, but not always. So this is where it can get really tricky. And if you feel like you might be in a de facto relationship, but you're not living together, it would be a great idea to get some legal advice around that to protect yourself moving forward. Next frequently asked question is this, will she get half of my property? The answer is that depends on your circumstances. Not everyone gets a 50-50 split when it comes to a property settlement. In fact, the majority of uh, splits that we do and property division that we do, they are not 50-50. So, It does totally depend on your circumstances and sort of back to the other question where we asked how does the um, courts determine a property settlement, we rely on the Family Law Act to give us that uh, those legal arguments around who gets what out of a property settlement. But the quick answer is no, it's not necessarily 50-50. There's so many different um, scenarios depending on your situation. Well, that's all we have time for today, folks. Few frequently asked questions. I'll bring you another one of these another time. I hope you enjoyed the podcast this week. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to the Divorce Collective podcast brought to you by collectivefamilylaw.com.au. If you got value from this week's episode, I would love it if you would hit subscribe and take a minute to leave a review. You can connect with us on Instagram or Facebook just by searching for Collective Family Law. And remember, until next time, you have got this.